This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. A lot of information out there, and for many people, it can be information overload. So what is the best way to wade through everything? Let's bring in Wiley at the UBC School of Economics. Wiley is a professor there and joins us on the line. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Uh, There can be a lot of information, certainly uh, with people on social media and going to various uh, sites to get that information. So how do you suggest uh, that people deal with what can be an overwhelming amount of information and in some cases, uh, information that's not even correct? Uh, So when we learn from networks, it's very easy to be misled by misinformation and false news. So in particular, there's this problem we call echo chambers. So if a lot of people are uh, connected in a circle, so the news travel back and forth in a loop. Because, for example, I hear from two of my friends or two of the sites I checked that reporting the same piece of news, but I didn't know that they come from the same source. As a result, I may believe there are two pieces of independent news and and gradually, as news travel back and forth, I believe very strongly in it. So to prevent this kind of false news from, especially one piece of false news from reaching and influencing many people, we have to try to follow some personal, uh, personally, we could follow some rule of thumb. For example, we discount the same information if it keeps reaching you, because as time goes on, the probability it comes from the same source and has new, no new content just become higher and higher. Also, a second point is that if we share information in social media, please post a link to the source. Uh, Don't just copy and paste without attribution so that people can see that, oh, it comes from the same source, not the second one, not the third one, so that people can form their beliefs uh, properly. Uh, Because I would imagine, too, people will seek out the information they want to hear or they will seek out, uh, they'll go to sources perhaps that they are comfortable going to or have gone to in the past. Absolutely. And this is where we have to be especially uh, careful. Slow and cautious learning from new information makes everybody better off. This is especially the case if we, I know that many of my friends are checking the same news site or hearing from the same group of people. We have to, put, uh, we have to pay particular attention now to uh, believing every time we hear that some piece of news, now to believe it as new again. Right. And that's where we really get into that whole issue with an echo chamber and uh, and things that just bounce back and forth and bounce around. Absolutely. So ideally, uh, we should, the information travels best in the social quilt. What we think about social quilt as a tree with many branches, and each leaf is an individual unit. It could be a family, or, or could it be a work unit, and we want to have total transparency with each other. For example, I just shared the news at the dinner table, and everybody get it. And outside these little units, where we share information openly, we don't have any circles that serve as this echo chamber that, so that information goes back and forth. This is the best way for information to communicate in this difficult time. Mm. Uh, and what about uh, things like, and, and again, the, on social media, there was uh, something being shared yesterday. It was uh, the president of the United States, and somebody did a bit of a reality check when he said, uh, yes, this is a pandemic. I've always said it was a pandemic. And they literally went back and found several different times going back over the last two months where he said the exact opposite, where he called it a hoax, where he uh, absolutely didn't call it a pandemic. Uh, what do you think about people sharing things like that? Because only a certain amount of people are actually going to see that. 
That's absolutely true. So while I'm not an expert on the fact checking uh, business, but what I what I think is that knowing noting the source of information and always observe information from a centralized uh, source. For example, what the BC government is doing, giving info daily pr uh, press conference about new information, is much more effective for people both to uh, for all the people to get this information at the same time and for if there are some fact-checking sources, they could check the development of the sources so that they can figure out if information changes, what is new information, and they can know exactly why information changed. Because it is different, too. And you mentioned the daily news conferences and the daily briefings that we are getting from politicians on different levels of government. Much different than, say, during an election campaign. You're constantly hearing from politicians everything that's said almost needs a fact check because if it's a campaign promise, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. We would hope that information that's being put out there about a pandemic would be the truth, wouldn't be something, at least from our leaders, our elected officials, that that would be true. Oh, absolutely. And that's indeed, we hope so that information come from this type of centralized fashion would be helpful. But we should never underestimate the power of misinformation. False news, for example, uh, a lot of the potential uh, misinformation or election promises or this kind of things prospers in networks with circles. They tr not only they travel back and forth repeatedly, also when they get a head start, it's going to prosper, it's going to grow so fast, it's going to grow exponentially so that it's eventually, if the government tries to combat this false information, and for example, if you start late uh, and you give out uh, you know, true facts, that's not going to be enough. So the government, this is one thing that if we want to combat false information, the government has to come out like a line. You go early and you go ferociously, both through official channels and in unofficial channels. Uh, and when you mentioned, too, if you are going to post something to make sure you post the source so people can see where it comes from, uh, what about something like, and unfortunately, while we're dealing with COVID-19, there are people who are posting and talking about these miracle cures or uh, medicines natural things that that can that can apparently cure it it's not real and even if you might link it to a website that is touting this uh, that doesn't that doesn't automatically make it legitimate uh, what about when you're linking it to something that's simply not true Ah, absolutely. So this goes back to my point that slow and cautious learning and transmission of information is really important. It's going to make everybody better off because we have to be slow and cautious, not in how, not only in how we interpret and read data, but also in how we transmit. For example, uh, this is especially the case when you say with this kind of website without official medical support or government backing, we have to be responsible both in for ourselves and we have to understand that once we put some information into, you know, for example, my Facebook post, that many people might be influenced. So we are doing this slow and cautious learning, not just for ourselves, but for everybody involved. All right. Good advice, especially in this time when a lot of us are so inundated with information from various sources. Uh, Wei Li, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you very much.